Welcome back, everybody. First things first. Drink your waters. How's everyone doing? So glad you guys are back. I have a lot of tires. A lot. So I hope you guys get your notes out. Today is a big one, you guys. I tried doing it yesterday and my dogs ruined it. And then I didn't want to do shit anymore. And then the whole world started being annoying. There was noises with the neighbors. And then everyone just wanted to be annoying yesterday. So I couldn't do it yesterday. But here we are today. Today's a better day. And I look so much better today. Like I cleaned up for you guys. So you're welcome. Anyway. I wanted to talk about ACES today. And ACES was really <laughs> that's really what helped the healing journey um so ACE stands for adverse childhood experiences right and basically what it talks about or what it stands for is if we or if the individual had any kind of traumatic experiences as a child then you know you're most likely to be scored under ACEs ACEs doesn't necessarily mean that it's something bad. It just means that our brains work different. Um, when we are children and we experience trauma, our brains alter. They function differently. We become overwhelmed. We are children and we just experience this traumatic life altering moment. And we don't know what the fuck to do. So we freak the fuck out and we go on survival mode. We're fucking kids, right? As you grow up, those experiences stay with you. Um, and as you've been following along, the body holds on to emotions. When I started learning about ACEs, I was like, this is just kind of like the polyvagal theory, right? But this is just the trauma part, the trauma side of it. And it kind of basically is. Um, you're most likely to have ACEs if you grew up in a ghetto neighborhood, if your parents were broke, if there was crime in your neighborhood, excuse me, if your parents had mental illness, um, you know, a lot of things. If you were raped, if you had a car accident, if you broke a bone, if something, something, right? What happens when we experience trauma? Our prefrontal cortex decides to kind of just do it for you and it's figured out, it starts thinking for you. So as you grow up and you have like a trigger or something that reminds you of the trauma, um, you shift into the fight or flight mode right and that's kind of confusing to people because mental illness isn't just depression mental illness is OCD PTSD ADHD um, autism major depressive disorder you know anxiety um, I know there's another we'll get back to it 
basically adverse childhood experiences is more of the emotional psychological shift that kind of happened to you when you were a kid and you experienced something traumatic right so how does that what does that matter when you're an adult right it happened years ago it doesn't matter we don't need to talk about it but we do we do because these stay in your body one of the many reasons why people have nightmares insomnia chronic diseases cancer a lot of it is because of aces if you have been attending to your parents you remember how they were when you were growing up you know they would flip the fuck out they were working they wanted to party and they were flipping out for one reason or another we were always in ghetto neighborhoods you know and i say we because we me my family and everyone i knew there so i know everyone has it everyone in my neighborhood had it so that hurts once you start learning why they acted the way they acted you start seeing the patterns that they were doing and then you notice you have some of them so it's like fuck mental illness anyways when you have trauma your body has no sense of safety your body just wants to fucking go and be safe or fight the enemy or just shut down. It's kind of like you fight, you're getting, you're in the military, you're getting ready to go fucking fight, whatever, go get training, whatever the fuck, right? You know, hurry up and get there. Um, because it's a big war and whatever, you know? Or if you're a fighter, you're about to go in the ring, hurry the fuck up, you need to get ready. You've been backed up on your fucking on your weight and now weigh in is in a couple hours and you're still five pounds over and you need to hurry the fuck up and sweat the shit out. Terrible, terrible, so bad for your liver. Stop doing that shit. You fuck up. You go to flight mode. For the kids. A lot of kids have aces. I know my kid has aces. Cause that beat the shit out of me in front of him. So my kid has trauma, you know. And I started learning more about this because I have it. He has it. And it sucks. It sucks because this is seven out of ten of the high death rates in America. In the world. Seven out of ten. It's ridiculous. When we have a mental health issue or chemical and the brains are not leveled they're not where they are supposed to there's so much cortisol there's not enough you know there's too much adrenaline there's something always fucking going on and we're just like what the fuck do we do right how do we know how do we know somebody is shifting to fight or flight more somebody has aces pay attention to the patterns you know if your mom wakes you up yelling at you because you didn't clean the fucking house she probably has aces bro she probably has aces if your wife is yelling at you because you didn't throw out the fucking trash and it's not really a big deal you know i get it like throw out the fucking trash but if it's to the point that she's going crazy because you're not throwing at the trash she might have aces bro you know relax 
Be nice. Be sweet. And then woman too. We're mean. We're mean as fuck. Isn't it still being nicer? <laughs> but the reason why we're so mean is because our hormone levels are just aggravated. We are all over the place. Our vital organs are on full survival mode. Your heart, your lungs, your all your, all your big organs, your liver, your gut, everything, everything. You can't eat. You feel sick. You don't have time to eat. Right now it's a fucking emergency. You don't have to pee. You know, you don't have to pee. You need to fuck an emergency. And for a lot of people, it's, it's not that crazy, you know. It's just pacing back and forth to some people. To other people, it's horrible. To other people, it's horrible. I kind of had a hint that I had aces because it was times that I would have nightmares of someone hurting me and I understand why that would happen. I would notice um, when I started doing my yoga journey that a lot of emotions were coming up, a lot of, they were surfacing from times of when I was a kid, you know, I started getting flashbacks of my past. I started having hyper-arousal feelings, emotions. Um, that was very horny sometimes. I had hypervigilance. So if I would walk my dogs and there was a commotion two blocks down and I see the cops, I would freak out and make sure nobody goes out anymore. So I like to make my son walk the dogs, but you know, people you can't go out. Thank you, Dante. You're just gonna stay here, fuck it. I'll just watch the dog myself. <laughs> we become a little protective. When we live with someone that has mental illness. They're the most disgusting people they can turn to when they're mad. You're scary, you're a monster. You know, you have everybody walking on eggshells. And then you're trying to control your body. You're yelling at them for not cleaning the fucking house, right? And you're not trying to be mean to them. You just, you should have done it. You should have done it because now I feel like I have to do it because for whatever reason I feel like I should have been the one to do it because you guys can't fucking do it. And my hands hurt so fuck you guys because I had to do it and my hands hurt now. And I blow a fuse, right? And the whole time I'm yelling at them for not washing the fucking dishes. I feel the blood trying to rush out from my body. I feel my chest pressing. I feel like I can't breathe. I feel like everybody hates me. I feel like they're gonna fuck me up. Um, or I feel like they're gonna just have me do things and then I'm gonna get injured again. 
it's hard because I didn't think I'd get PTSD from the military. And I started getting up on ACEs and it turns out I have a high score on ACEs. And there's times that I'm just very emotional, you know, so this is when, when ACEs just kind of started becoming like a, something that I really had to learn, right? It has to do a lot of with emotions, emotions that are trapped. Um, it kind of explains why we tend to do certain habits when we don't feel safe. A lot of it is drug use, alcohol abuse, um, crime, homelessness. You would experience homelessness at some time in your life if you have mental health and you can't get it under control. Um, if you have mental health, you are most likely to develop heart disease, cancer, some kind of lung disease. You're gonna get it if you have ACEs. This is why it's important for you guys to know about ACEs. As you are a kid and you're shipped into the survival mode and then you grow up and kind of forget about it, your brain does kind of like a barrier. It keeps you protected from that trauma so you don't have to feel it again. Except the thing is, as you grow up, if you get something that triggers you that resembles that trauma, it can be a smell, a taste, a phrase, something that someone's wearing, anything. It can be anything. It can just be fucking a memory that just decided to blow back in. And you shift into this. You lose sight of yourself. Right? Carrying around the emotions causes you to have illness later in the body. Example. Their research. I think Kaiser did it, um, the ACES. And basically, they scored people, right, from 1 to 10 to see if they had any kind of childhood adversity. 67% came out that they did. They had at least one, at least. 12% had four. You know, and it just makes you think, like, fuck. These are just random ass people that they got not too long ago, you know? If you guys remember when we were young, our parents were all kinds of fucked up. I remember a lot of parents being fucked up. There was, parents were getting down. Parents were fucking fighting each other in the streets, you know? And it was funny, but it was, you know, it was scary because sometimes they would put out guns and it was unnecessary. There was kids around. When things like that happen, our brain, our brain stores it. And later on, as you grow up, it decides to come out. 
and it comes out usually as a little pain as it sees and it's not really until you don't you love yourself that you catch it once you start learning to love yourself you start taking care of your mental health you start taking care of your body you start taking care of what goes in your body what you eat what you're feeding your brain so what does that have to do with ACEs or mental health? So much, so, so much. Diet has a lot to do with depression and mental health. Diet has a lot to do with mental health. Not just because, oh, there's animals in this, pesticides in this. Our bodies lack nutrition. Our bodies lack nutrition. We don't know how to maintain the human body. The only thing we know how to do is to feed it, to wash it, you know, and have it rest, have a good time with the family, with friends, go to work, get some rest again. We do the same shit over and over again. How do you really maintain the human body? If your lower back is hurting, how are you going to help your body? What are you going to do? Take a pill. A lot of times we don't go to the root problem. A lot of times we bandage it. Western medicine bandages a lot of mental health, a lot of it. When I went to a psychiatrist to talk to her, she gave me pills. She didn't even let me talk about anything. She just gave me pills. chocolate pills at the pharmacy you know the point is for me to talk about my chum some doctor suck let's be real someone is sick. so how do we start helping mental health with diet first when you had trauma you're gonna have to forgive whoever hurt you when you have trauma, you are either going to choose to ignore it and move on and later on become sick, or you're going to address it now and help yourself, help your body, love yourself. We eat a lot of shit that's not good for our bodies. Think about a hose, a water hose, right? And you can hold it, put in some noodles, that go through, right? Put on some berries, some water, some juice, some oatmeal, kind of good stuff, but it'll go through, right? Push in some pressured water, and it'll go through, right? Eventually, it comes to the point that with so much food that we're eating, if you look at it like a hose and you're putting food in there, some food is going to stick, right? And as much as shit you put in it, it's just going to end up clogging up, right? And I like to tell people, kind of think about it like you're stuffing the hose with Play-Doh, right? You can eventually have to like 
கத்துக்கிறோம் எனக்கு நேரம் வரைக்கும் வணக்கிற ஸ்டேட்டில் If Plato is causing your body to hurt, why keep adding Plato, right? And Plato is fried foods, bread, pastas, sugar, coffee. Coffee. Energy drinks. Drugs. Even milk. Even milk. And we choose to keep putting this shit in our bodies because it gives us a sense of comfortability. Because even if my stomach hurts with, you know, two, three contrasts, what they because it's delicious, all the sugar. So even if I drink two sodas, it's worth it. That body goodness is all worth it. But is it worth it when it's damaging the lining of your stomach? A lot of people don't give a fuck about their bodies and it's so sad. It's so sad. It will keep adding shit to it. That makes it bad. Alcohol. Especially alcohol. Fried foods. Fats. Chips. Candies. Chocolates. Refined sugar. Corn syrup. Bread. A lot of bread. Gluten. And we choose to put this in our body because it's what's convenient, it's what's fast, it's what's good, it's what's delicious. So what happens when your body starts breaking down, right? If you look at your gut, like the hose, you can't cut the fucking, you can't cut it, you can't clean it. How do you start helping the body? You start by stop, stuffing it with shit. Nourish it. Give it plants, give it fruits, give it love, you know? I had trauma as a kid. <laughs> a lot of trauma. And I'll talk about more about it on the next episode. But for the most part, ACEs is our brains not working or functioning normal. It's on survival mode. It's altered. When you have ACEs, the burden of this emotional baggage I've been carrying with me becomes so unsteady. When I was learning more about how or why we act the way we act with ACEs, it kind of makes sense. You know, if you imagine yourself as a seven-year-old and you're hanging around with your family and somebody starts spitting tea about the tia that, you know, she was at a party and she did this and 
Okay, now hold. You know, and the kids listening to everything. The kids gonna, you know, develop this barrier. And their brain's gonna be like, this is what you talk about people when they're not here. So when I'm not here, you probably talk about the solution. Fuck yeah. So whew, we bounce, we leave, we leave, right? We bounce, they bounce, the kid bounces, whoever it is, right? And we begin to shift more into our fight like when we become have a bitch name. Right? We become very defensive, very cautious with our surroundings. Living with ACEs alters your life. If you can't mentally manage yourself, mentally stable yourself, you're going to have a hard time. You're going to get sick. There is a lot of peer programs out there that help. There's a lot of support out there. And I know we veterans um, have support groups through the VA. We have support groups through colleges. Ask for help. You know, mental health is a big thing. And ACEs is a big thing. I hope you guys get to learn a little bit more about it. Um, go to YouTube, watch some videos. A lot of people do so much better at explaining this, but... I hope you guys can. Stay tuned. Next episode is coming up.